Good morning, everybody. Lost in Saturday morning. He's back on the air, ready to go. Everything's done. Everything's good. We have a really, really great show for you today. We are going to be talking about, in our little series, if everybody wants to catch you up, we talked about Batman. We talked about Batman Returns. Today, we're talking about Batman Forever. What a, I don't want to say a great show, <laughs> but... But uh, it's something that the one we wish was lost forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, the the beginning of the end of that franchise. Um, lot lot of talk about it. Uh, I have mixed emotions about that particular movie in comparison to like other ones that we'll get into as well. But um, it's going to be a bumpy ride. So let's check it in. Let's check it out. Get your cereal. Get your milk. Turn off the TV slightly, turn us on, and let's get into it. All right. Let me crack into this sucker right away. Yes. Batman Forever, the movie that nobody wanted. It <laughs> 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 was a surprise hit that was awkward and made to sell products. And Joel yeah. Schumacher takes a piss poor blame for this because this is not his fault. But he takes the blame for this fully. Everybody says it's it's Joel Schumacher's fault. Joel actually originally pitched to do a different film, a different type of Batman, and studio turned him down. So I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But I always like to start out about talking about casting because this one has some mixed mixed up casting and some people got screwed on this deal. Any Anybody that was part of the first two Batmans, a lot of people on that deal got screwed. Yeah. And um, Michael Keaton didn't want to be a part of it. He did read the script. He said the script was terrible. They offered him a butt ton of money, millions and millions of dollars to come on and do it. And he refused. The only reason he did the last film, well, he liked working with Tim Burton, but he wanted to do that real estate project that required Nick, that required the, um, the money to do it. Right. Sorry, I apologize, guys. I'm getting a grocery delivery. We'll be there in a minute. I have to get groceries delivered because I don't drive. Jeez, Bruce. One minute. Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, um, so you'll, you'll find that Batman is required. That's our delivery, yes. Um, so uh, anyway, I'm sorry, guys, for all the interruptions. Anyway, you will find that Michael Keaton is not in this Batman. Joel Schumacher had to choose another person to be the star of Batman, and he picked Val Kilmer. You know what? Let, let's get into Val Kilmer for a second. Val Kilmer, who probably one of my favorite roles with him was in Real Genius, where he was just this, this funny genius, you know, per se. Uh, but, uh, the thing about Val Kilmer, and this was a weird thing that Keaton was able to pull off, but these other Batmans were not, uh, and I'm talking about the Batman specifically into this series of films. Uh, Val Kilmer, I believed was a half decent Batman. I believe Val Kilmer was not a good Bruce Wayne. And yeah. the problem with this, 
movie is or a problem with Batman in general is that you're casting for two parts. You're not casting for one because Batman is a different character than Bruce Wayne, even though they're the same person. Bruce Wayne has a persona and of this like jet setting, happy go lucky. I don't really care about anything lifestyle. I'm really cool, real nice, real personal, real classy, very, very debonair. And then you have Batman, who's this dark, and they, they'll tell you, say alter ego, but he's this dark, almost to the point of cynical or maniacal, but he hasn't crossed over yet. You know what I mean? So you know, you're talking about. example of that is, Dan, from, from the comic book, sorry to interrupt you. A prime example of the difference between the Batman and Bruce Wayne and like somebody like a Superman or whatever, is if you recall in the comic books, the first time that Wonder Woman met Superman and Batman, she yes. put a lasso of truth on them. And Superman says, she asked who he was and he says, I'm Clark Kent. And when she asked Batman who he was, he did not say Bruce Wayne. He said, I am Batman. Because Batman is the person to Bruce Wayne being the character even though you would think it would be the opposite way around because Superman is Superman, you know, and, and Clark Kent is supposedly his hiding in the comic books. That's not how it's presented. And in this well, case, you definitely get that you're lacking in the Bruce Wayne character, although he covers Batman. Well, he does. Yeah. And, and you know what the thing is too, you know, Bruce by, circumstance if anything else became batman yeah when his parents died he became batman even before he was batman he was batman and that's that's a neat thing uh, a neat concept because with with that being said you're talking about now you have a character who his mild manner persona is the disguise is the costume unlike superman who clark kenny puts on the, the the glasses and he's like hey i'm somebody else i'm an earthling i'm one of you batman you know doesn't get to take the cowl off when he takes the cowl off he's literally putting it on so right. therefore it's kind of like a really a psychological role reversal in that sense so it's a pretty neat concept when you think about it because Batman is the character and Bruce Wayne became the costume in a sense. Right. right. And um, in this movie, um, and I'll get to this in a little bit, there was a lot of infighting where Joel Schumacher did pick Val Kilmer, but they didn't get along. They actually had a major blowout and didn't speak for weeks on the set, which is amazing to have a director not be able to speak to an actor because they're having a fight. And, that, and that's going to affect your film. I'm sorry, that's gonna affect your film. Um, the next character I wanted to look at was the Riddler. Yes. The Riddler was played by Jim Carrey. He was that over the top crew cut having. Uh, a great job. You honestly did a great job with it. It wasn't something where it was a piss poor job phoned in. Um, I think they utilized Jim Carrey as well as they could with it. Uh, given the material, 
Uh, I think Jim Carrey, although we, we talk, and you'll get into it, the other casting options for the Riddler that were out there, Jim Carrey was phenomenal as Edward Nigma. Yeah. And I think he really, he was, he stole that movie. He honestly did. Yeah. The original casting they wanted, and, and we have discussed this um, previously, was they wanted Robin Williams. Yeah. And Robin Williams was still butthurt about the Joker scenario because he really wanted to play the Joker. They told all the press that he had been given the Joker part. And of course, they just always wanted Jack Nicholson as the Joker. So it was all a work. He got really pissed about it. He said, I'll take a look at the Riddler, um, but I want a public apology for what you did to me because that was wrong. They publicly apologized to him. He read the script and said, this is shit. And he didn't take the part. So in the end, Robin Williams got the last laugh. Do you know who? Um, and there was a lot of different people that were up for that role. One of them was Matthew Broderick, who was in Ferris Bueller. Mm -hmm. um, I think he would have been very Broadway campy as the Riddler. I don't know if I would have done that. But the person that campaigned the most to be the Riddler, out of anybody you could think of, would be the last person you would think of. Michael Jackson. Michael yeah. Jackson wanted to be the Riddler so bad, he went on and paid out of his own pocket a full-on Hollywood campaign to be the Riddler. My son's laughing. <laughs> yeah, right, I know. I know. And, and think about it for a second. I, I would have lit him on fire again if he would have tried to be the Riddler. How horrible that would have been. You know what, though? I know this is a horrible thing to say, but if you think back, I think Michael Jackson could have been Scarecrow. Yeah. And Nick yeah. says, yeah. Nick yeah. says, yeah. Well, I think he was Scarecrow in most of his latter years, unfortunately. It's a sin to say. But, um, Scarecrow in the Wiz. But if you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you know now, if you get into the acting part of it, um, across the board, when you watch this movie, now coming from Batman Forever, which I think was the best of that franchise, the second one was the best. Um, you're talking about a very serious, and I described it in our last episode. I thought Batman Forever was almost very James Bondish, in a sense, um, within reason. I thought that Bruce Wayne really was this like secret agent, very, like shit's going to hit the fan type of guy. And then you go to Batman Forever, where you actually could have inserted. Um, why am I blanking for a second? Um, our original Batman, Adam West, in that role, and it would have worked. That's how I campy I thought Adam West was. didn't have anything to do with the Batmans. Like, right. I see him as Batman because obviously now he's older and whatever. And right. But literally, you could have inserted him as Batman in Batman Forever, and I think it would have worked the same way it did with Val Kilmer. That's how campy the movie became. And it's like, was. Right off the bat, you're like, the colors are different, and the tone is different, and the acting is was over the top across the board. One of my favorite actors uh, in the movie was Tommy Lee Jones, and he was god-awful in this movie. He played Two-Face, and he was so over the top that I was like, dude, like you're, you're going to have an aneurysm from being so campy. It's like, stop. Yeah. It was bad, and and there and and like I said, I'm going to get to the set drama. Tommy Lee Jones was a major problem on this film, major problem. Like he just did not want to do this movie. Well, he showed. 
were, honey. Um, Nick says, I was that Riddler for Halloween. When he was little, he was actually the red-haired Riddler. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Plastic hair. Like, it was like a plastic. Nick would have made a better, would have made a better rendition into that movie than anybody else. Nick's costume it's looked better than the movie costume. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing. Nick was a great Riddler. Like, Nick is the perfect Riddler. Like, everybody that watches Big Vito Brand knows Nick G, and he's sitting over here to that region. And uh, yeah, he would have made a great Riddler. I'd have, I'd have hired him. So um, yeah, we're talking about Billy D. Williams, um, or excuse me, we're talking about Tommy Lee Jones, and he took Billy D. Williams' spot as Harvey Dent. Which yeah. um, the rumor has it that Billy D. Williams um, actually was contracted for three movies, and they didn't use him for two movies, and he got paid. He says he didn't, but contractually, he probably couldn't discuss getting paid for not appearing in a movie anyway. Um, but he had signed on to be Harvey Dent all the way into Two-Face. He was going to follow that character all the way through. And sad, because I would have liked to have seen that. Because Billy D. Williams is so, like, smooth, cool, Lando Carizian. Like, he's like a small... Could you imagine, like, all of a sudden, Billy D. Williams is a psychopath? Right, because you know what? When you see his Harvey Dent in Batman... It's Lando. Yeah, it's Lando. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, uh, one thing, Billy D. Williams is not going to win an Oscar anytime soon because he is this character. And I think this character is Billy D. Williams. <laughs> I think that that's him. I think it's Billy D. Williams featured as this person or that person, whatever it the case brings is. up the phone. I don't know if you can see it. It's the, the Batman cover. Why is Batman giving like a pouty, like porn star face? Yeah. He's <laughs> making like a, like a cold, like, yeah. Cause Batman was pouty and he gave a porn star face. That's the whole point of it. And you, like I said, you see the K hey, there he goes. Yeah. We brought Nick in. He's participating. So you see, him. you see the, um, the campiness right in the first five minutes in the movie. Oh yeah, bad. You really do, and and by itself, if you erase Batman and Batman Returns, I gotta honestly say it's an enjoyable movie. It's a fun, somewhat fun movie, but your expectation from the other two is what destroys it. Oh, Had that been the first movie, I don't think it would have done well at all. Did you see this? Nick picked yeah. up the first second of the movie that's campy. It looks like he's got a flashlight under his chin yeah, and it, it says, <laughs> like Nick flashlight. He's like, yes. That's the start of you know what you're getting. That's it, basically. It looks like they legit got like the Superman logo cut like a hole like in the chest so the light could shine through and it just looks terrible. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it really does. And, and it's a sin to say because the only consistent guy in there is Alfred. <laughs> in all the movies, Alfred's the most consistent actor in the entire in the entire series. Um, but like I said, if that was the first movie, it still wouldn't have done well. But it would have made better graces than it did because of following what it did. Yeah, you, know, you can't follow Casablanca with Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know what I'm saying? But Dumb and Dumber by itself was a great movie. But you can't compare it to a classic like Casablanca, which is the same as these Batman films, because the first two are classics. This is campy. It's not a classic Very film. Very campy, right? If it was a reboot, nineties. Even as a that's the thing too. Even as a reboot, it probably got got a little bit more forgiveness, but you still would have had the original movies in your mind. 
when you're watching it. Um, I thought the bat suit was a little bit more streamlined in this. The nipples, though. Can we talk about the nipples? Well, let's let's start. Let's get with that now. Okay, this is the whole Joel Schumacher thing that like, yeah, you know, made a lot of people like very like, why is Batman have nipples? Let's, let's, save, let's save this because I have a whole Joel Schumacher thing. And I know you have, you're going to have a lot of stuff to say. Yes, I, will. <laughs> I knew you would. So that's, let's save that until, until I roll this joke. Cause you're going to be like, wow, really? Let's get through the casting first. As yeah. I'm going to pull into a couple things and then we're going to bang it home with a Joel Schumacher. <laughs> so, um, the Harvey Dent situation. Yeah. That character was written out of the second, um, movie, the Batman returns movie for the Christopher Walken character Shrek. Um, I called him Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> Well, was Shrek. Shrek was better than that movie. Yeah, it might have been better than that. But he was Shrek. It was Shrek. Yeah, it was just like I'm like Shrek, like, and I'm thinking of the big green. Hey, no. yeah, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They took over the name. But I think it was even spelled the same. It may have been spelled the same. Yeah. Um, but but he, if you, if you want to see Billy D. Williams play Harvey Dent again, there is actually another Harvey Dent that Billy D. Williams does. In the Lego movie, 2017 Lego movie, he voiced okay. Harvey Dent. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't know that. I actually, I found it when I was researching. And I'm like, oh my God, really? He really he does. The characters in that movie that it's hard to like keep track of everybody. It really is. There's a lot of characters in that, but it's cool that he got to like seal his Harvey Dentness with the Lego movie at the end. Um, let's talk about um, Dr. Chase. Dr. Chase was originally Renee Russo and okay. she was confirmed as Dr. Chase, but they had set her up to be Dr. Chase to Michael Keaton's Batman. Okay. When, when Michael Keaton didn't want to do the film and they couldn't pay him enough money to do the film, which should tell you a lot about the film. <laughs> if they can't pay you enough money to do a movie, um, they said Renee Russo was too old for Val Kilmer, which is kind of bullshit because she's only six years older than Val Kilmer. Well, so, you're saying she hit the wall. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty Val much. Kilmer. Val Kilmer is a very young-looking man. He really is. Listen, Renee. <laughs> Renee's hot, but let me tell you something. Nicole Kidman, then now, granted, she's a beautiful woman now. But she, and I'm watching it, and I had to pause it for a second, and I was like, she is really hot in this movie. She really is. But the first thing that hit me, even back then when the movie came out, I'm a younger guy, I'm like, her name is Chase Meridian. I'm like, that's two banks. Yeah. It's that are out right now. I said, tell me that they sponsored this movie. So they made a character named Chase Meridian. Chase Meridian. You know, to cover the two banks. But... <laughs> And the part's written absolutely terribly. It's not but, acting. It's a terrible part. It's a terrible part. And for someone who's a, a clinical psychologist, I believe she was. Right. Um, what a whore. Yeah. Like, like, right? like she practically was naked on the street next to fucking Commissioner Gordon, who he made his cameo. He <laughs> waved his hat, went back. Yeah, that was his last hoorah was Commissioner Gordon over there. Um, over there, hey, he's over there. He's over there, him. Commissioner Gordon. Okay, <laughs> you know, like he was a horrible Commissioner Gordon, but he he lasted almost as long as Alfred. But the um, but God, what a whore! And I said it from the first line. I'm like, no, lady, bring it back. Like, you're a psychologist. You're supposed to be in power. Like I could like 
Like, I want to throw water on you and watch the sizzle come off. You know what I mean? It's like, geez. And she talked very hoary, too. Like, she was a whore. Yeah, just really hoarded up. I think she's a sex therapist. I think so, too. I think they lied. Well, I think she totally lied. Like, that was, was it. <laughs> she was a doctor of psychology, but she definitely oh, retired she, and became a hooker. But let me tell you something. That was not a doll. That was not a doll in that movie. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Use imagination, yeah. not a doll. My ex-husband, his dad, had a big poster of her on his wall when we met that yeah. literally took up the entire wall. Oh, like a, like a, like a life-size photo? It was huge. It was, it was humongous. She was a nice-looking woman. I mean, she's nice-looking now. Don't get me wrong. But she's now like pale as a ghost and stuff like that. And But in that movie, I was like, she was. I mean, I'm like, wow, dude. Like, you look at her, you're like, Jesus Christ, I got to get with that. Now, but, there were other people easy. that considered for that. Who's uh, that? There's other people that got considered for that. Um, Sandra Bullock, believe that, was on the top of the list. I love Sandra Bullock. Wonderful woman. Beautiful. She's a sexy looking woman. But you can tell she is such a deep nerd. You know? And I don't know. Like, she's a dork. If yeah. you ever see her in anything she plays, she can't play anything sexy at all. Because she's dorky. She is to look at and don't talk. Yeah. Don't speak at all, Sandra. Just, just smile and bend over. That's it. You're Touch killing your toes. Nick. Nick. <laughs> 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 the other person they considered was Robin Wright. And then uh, if they think that Renee Russo did not look as good as Linda Hamilton, who I think aged extraordinarily poorly, no offense. Some of us age better than others. Um, I don't see well, her. She's now, is she not? What? Hamilton. Linda Hamilton from Terminators. Yeah, she's in like her 60s now. Yeah. Like a, she looks like a grandma. Yeah, but then yeah, she's a half decent looking grandma, but she never wears makeup. That's why you're saying that. They did her up for the red carpet. She probably looked phenomenal. You know, she, um, I think she spends a lot of time in the sun. Sometimes when people spend right. a lot of time in the sun. I understand, though, Linda Hamilton, if you go all the way back to Terminator, the original one, he wasn't the girl you married. No. No. She, she was the fun girl that you took to the dance and then left at the dance. Who was uh, Who was in Terminator, Nick? Arnold Schwarzenegger. What does he sound like? Do you get to the chopper? Get to the chopper. Come on, get, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love having that. I can have Nick on every podcast. He's like my Ed McMahon. <laughs> Nick, Nick is going to do great in voiceover. Nick, I'm telling you right now. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, uh, hold what? on. Say, say what you were going to say about Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had something to say about Batman and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Remember when uh, Mr. Freeze was uh, Arnold? That's our next movie we're going to talk about. Yes. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that Mr. Freeze is way better than the Red Book. In, in, in the one you guys are talking you think about. So? I think you so? I think so. We're going to get into have him on next week because because we got to get into that because I think that was the worst of the franchise. I, that's the one I haven't seen. I've seen it. Oh, no, wait. I did see that one. This was the one I haven't seen. You didn't see this one. I this didn't. One wasn't bad. I mean, I remember I saw each Batman on its opening night. Um, this one I actually saw, you know, when they do that's back then it didn't always do it like this, but this was like, it was released. The pre the preview show was Thursday. 
which now they do it all the time now. It's, it's, yeah. it's a, but back then they didn't. It was back hot. then they really didn't. And it was a special thing for big movies to have a sneak preview at midnight on Thursday. Right. Um, and we went to a midnight showing of, of this on a Thursday night and left with like our faces like, because we were like, I don't know what I just fucking watched. Um, I didn't know what I was expecting. Well, I didn't know what I was expecting. And I don't know what I got out of it. Now, if you want to get further into casting, and this will kind of like kill the whole thing, I think honestly what killed this movie, aside from the camp, aside from the poor writing, Chris O'Donnell as Robin was the worst casting ever of any kind of movie. It was. And I'll tell you right now, if you if you want to challenge me on it, that's cool, because Chris O'Donnell was a hot dude back then. Like he was the dude. He was like the young, fresh face. He was the Chris Evans of today. Like you have Chris Evans is, is Captain America. He was Johnny Storm. Chris O'Donnell was that face, but he only lasted in about three movies because he's right. not a good actor. No. At all. He's a I horrible actor. He was horrible in Batman. That this is another case of somebody getting the shaft because they had, if you recall last movie, they had Marlon Wayans all suited up to be Robin. Well, they brought him back again. And they said, this is it. You're in this time, dude. We've got your costume ready. You're ready to go. They were ready to roll. Gone. They talked to Leonardo DiCaprio and they're like, you know, hey, let's go ahead and do this, whatever. He even came in for a meeting and they were already going, hey, Marlon, get out, leave Marlon. Get out the door, Marlon. Get out, like, they were just dumping them off. Honey. You know what I think um, where they lost the mark with this? And this goes back before casting. They casted a Robin who was a quasi-adult. And I think he should have been a kid. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he should have been a kid because in when Chris O'Donnell looks almost the same age as Val Kilmer in the movie, yeah. Because Val Kilmer, understand, Val Kilmer is a young-looking dude. He's someone that really kept his looks even as he got older. He wasn't, like, old. Don't get me wrong. But at that time in the movie, he was what? He had to be late 30s? Look up his age. Look up Val Kilmer's age for me. And then look up when Batman Forever came out. And then try and then Batman do the math. Batman Forever came out in 1997. 97, okay, so... Find out what his age was and figure out how old he was when he did that movie. Nick's taking care of that for us. Nick's doing some science. This is science right now. <clears throat> Using He's the our science expert and comedian. Yeah, I was going to say, it's an iPhone. You don't know how to use it. Chris O'Donnell, I think if, if, if Robin had been a child, someone that could have been maybe a teenager... Because I think Chris O'Donnell was playing somewhat of a teenager. I think he was playing someone 19, 20 years old. Right. You know, uh, that in a, that that type of person is kind of set in their ways a little bit. Val Kilmer. And they're not going to take much instruction. Whereas if I had a 14 or 15-year-old kid in there, you're going to see that mentorship between Robin and Batman and you're going to see something where there could have been a little bit of rebellion, but where Batman wins him over as that father figure. Val Kilmer is 58 years old. He was born in 1959. All right. So he's 58 now. So 59 
to 97. What's that? Do that math real quick. I'm not doing math right now. I'm not doing math either. It's Saturday morning. Do the math. 59 Nick. to 97. Nick, math. Math, Nick. Aren't you glad we have Nick this week? Nick, do the math and get us coffees. Do, yeah. We're going to need a couple of coffees, Nick. Couple not, coffees and, and some math. You want to do 1959, 1997. 1997. Subtract. 38. He was 38. He was 38 years old. 38. Okay, so he's 38 years old, just a little bit younger than you right now. Uh, <laughs> younger, Dan. Ah, a lot younger than me. Um, Nick, can't you say older than Nick? He's a little older than Nick. Yes, slightly older than Nick. So um, he's in there, not that old. And what could Chris Evans, Chris Evans could have been portraying a 20-year-old guy. Chris O'Donnell, you mean. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell, rather. Could have been playing a 20-year-old guy. So you're talking about, it's not that large of an age gap between two men, but a 38-year-old guy, and let's, and you, and it's a movie, so you can quasi go 34 to 38. You know what I mean? The character. Right. If, if Robin was like 16 years old, like a legit kid. had a baby face back then in the 90s. I don't know if he would have acted the part, but his face would have fit the part. They could have went with an unknown at this point. They might have been better off going with an unknown. Considering the star power that they had in the movie. Yeah, they did. They could have gone with an unknown. They could have gone with a kid. Um, Introducing Nick G as Robin. Right. It could, yeah, they could have. Yeah, that was a big thing when we were kids introducing they don't introduce anybody anymore nick says nick said i don't want to be robin that's like being aquaman dude, just take it dude you get to wear tights john that so, says they were about 10 years apart i always think of batman being so much older than robin because he's a father figure and like right someone being 10 years apart they were well they they posted when you talk about we're and you see it not in forever but you see it in batman and robin where he says we're brothers you see what i'm saying they say it we're brothers we're partners we're brothers yeah but that's not the relationship that's supposed to be that's it's not the relationship that we want they never go out and say dad son whatever but that's what it was it was like you're like my stepdad you know and like you know and nick yeah <laughs> And Vito is in his 50s, and Nick is, how old are you, Nick, 18? Yeah. 18. So there you go. That's good. If Batman was bald, if Batman was bald and didn't wear much of a costume and- And gold you know, chains with his name on Older and did a lot of bat selfies, what? Nick could have been Robin to that bat selfie. Selfies, Dan. Hey, dude, can you imagine Vito as Batman and he comes out and he and he's dressed in the Batman gear and it's all the way down to here, but he has a chain on that says Bruce. Vito. It says Vito still. He ruins this whole gimmick. It's the whole thing just says Vito. Oh. What? Is that picture I share with Batman's like in that like howdy look? Vito already currently does that goes. Vito's back. Have you ever seen them in the same place together? I haven't. You guys, you're down in Florida now. You probably have some great costume designers down there. Please make him Batman for Halloween this year. You know, I don't. This is a little bit of an unknown Vito fact, but do you know that every year as a child for Halloween, Vito was Batman every single year. 
He loved Batman that much. He had a Batmobile. He had this huge bank that was a Batmobile bank. Like he loved Batman. Right. That was our first conversation when we met. As I said to him, how do you feel about Batman? He and he said, right. did you Google me? And I said, no, why would I do that? And he said, I'm obsessed with Batman. I was Batman every year as a kid for Halloween. He told me all about his Batman shit. And I was like, oh, we're getting married. Like <laughs> <laughs> The Dark V rises next set. V rises. We got to get Haley to draw this. You imagine that, you know, there's a cow. It says Vito. And it's that leopard robe. Yeah, the right, and he just comes out and he's drinking a mimosa, you know, mimosa. taking bat selfies. Bat selfies with a thug life. The cops go by, yeah. You know, the, the crooks go by. And he goes, they went that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. I'm not the one this gym needs. I'm the one it deserves. Cal <laughs> says thug life across the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got the back cap. Yo, the ears are coming through this the snow cap. Yeah, the whole cap of the summertime. That's thug life. Gotham City now is. And he's sweating through the cow because it's so fucking hot. He doesn't need it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and also drives a uh, uh, What was that when we used to wrestle? What was that shit that the the the, the big muscle bound guys used to wear? What were they used Gotham. to? Call yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's got that all over, so he's just very glistening. Yeah, he smells like cinnamon because hot oh, stuff. He smells like cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Glittery Batman. Glittery Batman. Lip gloss. But um, yeah, getting back to the movie, uh, Chris O'Donnell, I think, killed it for me. I thought um, Tommy Lee Jones was so over the top. It was a, it was his worst performance I've ever seen him in. Um, the movie itself, I think Chase Meridian was a unneeded plot. Yeah. I don't think we needed that at all. I don't think we needed Bruce to get over anything because that's why Bruce is Batman. Bruce never got over anything. And um, Batman, he holds on to everything. He holds on to it. So there is no reason. Um, I think they paid. It was so campy. Like you get to the part where they're now Batman and Robin and they get to the island. And he's like, holy metal, Batman. It was like a throwback to this, you know, the 60s Batman. <laughs> It's like the metal, it's all holy. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Jinkies really bad jokes. Jinkies, Batman. He says, what does a Scooby-Doo? But no, in the original one, they were always like, holy something, Batman. Holy this, Batman. Holy that, Batman. When he pulled out the shark, the bat shark, shark repellent. And Shut up. We were talking about this last night. Nick says there's an actual shark repellent. Like, it's legit now that you spray because he goes I, in the ocean. I don't believe it's real. I said you might spray WD-40 on yourself down the water. Like, hey, well, I'm just light it up with a Zippo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he, but that we were talking, we just talked about that last night. Buy it and then put a bat symbol on it. That's what you do. Perfect. <laughs> we'll have to Google that when we're when done. When I go like this, am I looking at Nick? Yes. For your perception? Okay, good. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure it's like, who's he talking to? <laughs> like, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. There you go, right there. Um, Nick, uh, crazy movie. I Jim Carrey, once again, overtook the whole thing. It was such a good movie. And here's the funny thing. A lot of people don't realize Tim Burton was involved in the movie. Yeah. He just, was, he just didn't direct it. He produced it, and he has his little cameo at the very end as Dr. Burton. Right. Very, very end. He looks like a strung out Alice Cooper. 
<laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Like any doctor, it's all like crazy Motley crew hair. It's like, dude, where are you getting your PhD from? But you know who also has a cameo in this movie and was actually in all four movies and people never realize it? Mm. Bob Kane, the yeah. creator, well, the, the supposed creator, because there were two creators and he got cut out, but Bob Kane was, um, his wife is actually in the movie. She plays Gossip Gertie. She's the lady with the big V-Medna glasses. Is he's that his wife? That's his wife. No, and not. that character's horrible. She is in all four movies. No, I hated her in all four of those movies. I thought she her character is horrible. Right. And, and she does actually go all the way back to like the 1960s Batman. Right. As far as the way that character is portrayed. Uh, but God forbid, what a horrible fucking character. And I was like, oh my God, somebody shoot her. Why is a straight billet not going her way? Bob Kane's wife. She and and she had one other acting role other than this in some B movie, um, not the B movie, but a B movie. Um, She's trying to do like how like Stanley's in every like Marvel movie. Yeah, but point. Bob Kane's health wasn't good, so he yeah. stuck his wife. Well, yeah, Gene Roddenberry, who's the famed Star Trek creator, his wife was the computer. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, the computer on Star Trek. That's his wife. And in later, in Next Generation, uh, the, the what's the name? Uh, when you watch Next Generation, um, Deanna Troy, mm -hmm. her mother, that's her. Oh, is it? That's Gene Roddenberry's wife, yeah. My dad had a crush on Deanna Troy when I was a kid. When you said his wife was the computer, I looked over at Nick because the first thing that popped into my head was a SpongeBob reference. Is that what you were thinking? No, I was, I was oh. thinking way worse. Oh, <laughs> that's scary. I was thinking about Plankton's computer wife. Karen. <laughs> Plankton's computer wife. I have oh, a messed computer up computer wife. <laughs> we have a messed up family, Dan. You know, it's funny though, and we'll get into it next week when we talk about Batman and Robin, but everybody really, really hard talks bad about Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, granted, it's all writing. You can't blame Arnold. For nah, the you can't, you got, it's the writing. It is the writing across the board with all these actors. It is the writing. Um, what they do with it's obviously a different story, but it is the writing. Um, the scenario, though, is that with um with that being said there was a lot of puns and there's a lot of freeze puns and stuff like that but this movie was no different than watching adam west in no. 1960 something it really wasn't adam west is better well yeah but those puns were 1960s puns yeah you know what i mean like they it the camp level was so through the roof it was an homage to that original Batman TV series, um, almost down to like each statement, you know. Um, so just now, by the way, what happened? I'm distracted by both of you. What are you saying? Bruce oh. is over here crying next to Nick. Like you know what I'm saying about Mr. Freeze. He's bawling his eyes out because you know he's a fame whore. If we podcast, he wants to be on, but that's not why he was crying. He's sitting there crying next to Nick and putting his head down. That's why we're looking. We don't know what's wrong with him. All of a sudden, he just burped so loud. I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There he is. There he is. There he is. 
<laughs> no, because you were so like, you were like, Ugh. yeah. When I went, she goes Ugh, like really loud at the thing. I thought you heard it. Gunner, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, Gunner's over there. That one too. Everybody's got. You know what? The big veto brand is pretty much a conglomerate of pets. We've got Bruiser. We've got Gunner. We need a show. We need a show with all the pets on. I talked about doing a Bruiser podcast with putting That's a GoPro him. on him. And it's just him. No it's talking. Just him. No humans. I still plan on doing this. Put a thug life hat on Bruiser. <laughs> Put a thug life hat on Bruiser and for like 10 minutes, just have a, a Bruiser show for 10 minutes where it's just him, I guess. Scratching, most likely. Bruiser, stop scratching. Um, but yeah, Batman Forever, um, you get into a thing where he's trying to... I thought... Val Kilmer, when he tried to portray Bruce Wayne, it was a little, he was over a top with that. Yeah. I don't think he was as over the top as Batman as he was as Bruce Wayne. Uh, I will blame to the very end Chris O'Donnell for the the heartbreak of this movie. Damn you. And well, he, you know, karma got him. He made him one other movie and that was it. You never saw him again. I think he works at McDonald's now. He probably does. Now, I was going to say this to you, and I think this would be kind of a neat thing. Chris O'Donnell, I think, would have made a good Human Torch. Yep, I could see that. You know what I mean? Like, if you take Chris Evans out of it and put Chris O'Donnell in, I think he could have did that role phenomenal because I thought Johnny Storm was portrayed just like Chris O'Donnell. And Chris O'Donnell plays the same guy in every movie. Right, like, right. Know? It's like Billy D. Williams. Yeah, he's, he is, you know, Lando Carvisney, Colt 45. You know? Colt, the, yeah, he's the Colt 45 guy. I yeah. think Lando Carvisney was the Colt 45 guy. I the same. I really do. He Billy also, D. Billy D. He also built <laughs> the Death Star. Yeah, built the Death Star. He's coming back in the next Star Wars movie. Like, how can you get, like, no one else has that title except maybe Luke. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go into um, start to talk about the filming, but I wanted to give everybody pretty much your options of Batman that they had before because yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting. Some people I can see, some people I go, what? Um, possible choices for Batman were um, Daniel Day Lewis. No. Kurt Russell. No. He's a good actor, but no. Alex Baldwin. Yes. Alec Baldwin would have been Alec Baldwin, Batman. You ever. watch you watch The Shadow and you will see Batman. Ethan Hawke. As young as he was, Robin. Robin. I could not, not Batman. Um Tom Hanks. No. <laughs> no. Beeping was processing. <laughs> Dan's Dan's doing his uh, diabetic checkups right now. Hey, I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, you hear me? I'm dying over here. The fucking shit's going off like a motherfucker. I always get mad when people at the chat say stuff like, "What is what is Dan high? What is Dan?" Like, no, Dan, Dan, Dan works a lot and has diabetes. Dan works a lot and he's hooked up to all kinds of diabetes machines. <laughs> like, leave him alone. Fucking horrible for a young guy. 24-7, and he's all like, God, he's hooked up to all kinds of machinery now. His blood pressure's high. Leave him alone. Yeah, and I can't do anything extraordinary with all this machinery. 
Oh, maybe. That's the key. I can't do anything extraordinary at all with this machinery. All I can do is live. Yeah, it just keeps him alive. But you know what? The big veto is about staying alive. So here we are. And not in a cool way, like some villains or something like that. I'm yeah, kept a great villainous team because we have all this shit wrong with us. <laughs> so it gives us the sympathetic. What do you get now, Nick? <laughs> we could be the handicaps. <gasps> Nick, you could be in too because you I got believe, the autism. I believe you mean the handicaps. Oh, he says the handicaps. That's what the kids call me. Oh, so here's some other choices while you're checking your sugar. Yes. Um, Johnny Depp. No. Nick Johnny says no. As Batman. I can't see him as Bruce Wayne. Uh, back then, potentially Robin. Potentially Robin. He was very young then. And Billy Baldwin, who I can't see as anything in this film. Bill, no. Billy Baldwin shouldn't have been in anything. No, really? He should have just been Alec Baldwin's brother. Yeah, yeah. He shows up in the red carpet asking for money. What about Tim Allen? Tim <laughs> Allen? Get out of here. Yeah, yeah right? Cool time guy. He's over there like, let me tool it up a little bit. And he, and he he's updates. over here putting deodorant on because he says he stinks, yelling out Batmans from the other side of the room. Like, thought it was on tool time. It was in the other side of the hedge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wilson. Wilson. All, yeah, Wilson, because all you see is his face anyway. I think he was Batman. <laughs> and you know what? Al could have been Robin. <laughs> yes. Only Mr. Market. A big, fat, burly Robin. Could have been beard of flannel Robin out there. <laughs> flannel over top, yeah. <laughs> Wilson, the neighbor Wilson's actually the villain. That'd be great. That'd be good. That would be good. Which, so, which villain? Oh, I don't know. The one that doesn't show his face. Um, Red Hood. He could be Red Hood. Um, he could be Red Fence. He hides behind a red fence. Um, so uh, let's get into the filming. Since we ran through the Batman's, Val Kilmer was actually picked, handpicked by Joel Schumacher. Um, Joel Schumacher had a lot to do with the casting. He picked Tommy Lee Jones because he had worked with him previously. The reason Joel picked Val Kilmer was because he saw him in Tombstone. Yes. Now, Tommy Lee Jones and him had worked together previously. Um, Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey. Hated him during filming. Hated filming with him. Joel Schumacher says that Jim Carrey was a gentleman and Tommy Lee Lee Jones um, was treated like a gentleman by Jim Carrey. But Jones told Carrey, I hate you. I really don't like you. Action <laughs> your buffoonery on the set in front your of buffoonery. buffoonery. So he said he was rude, inappropriate to do that. Now, Val Kilmer, on the other hand, Joel Champion to get the part. He chose Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer comes on set and Joel Champion. Joel, this is like tongue twisters. Joel says he was irrational. With uh, he was, he got ballistic with some of the first assistant directors, the cameramen, the costume people. He was also rude and inappropriate. He acted childish. He was impossible to work with. He was. Uh, he goes. I was forced to tell him that this would not be tolerated for one more second. Then they continued to not speak for two weeks, which Joel Schumacher wow. said was complete bliss. <laughs> That's how bad Val Kilmer was to direct in this film. So you've got Joel Kilmer fighting with that, or yeah, Joel Kilmer, Joel Schumacher fighting with Val Kilmer. 
You got Tommy Lee Jones hating Jim Carrey and poor Jim Carrey treating him like the legend that he is instead of telling him to go F off. So everything on the set is absolutely uncomfortable. And then we go into the costumes. The Robin costume was so hot, they couldn't touch Chris O'Donnell on his face because if they touched that mask, the sweat would pour out and melt his makeup. That's how oh. hot that Robin, yeah. It was, it, the sweat would pour off of him. And then there's the bat nipples, which they thought would add to the camp. Bob Kane, the creator, hated them. That he didn't understand on there. And you know what? You have bat crotch. Yeah. Bat ass. Got a lot of bat swamp ass. Yeah. Uh, with those costumes, you got to imagine there is a lot of gold bond powder being passed around in that. Yeah. Trailer. And it makes you think when you go to the Batman and Robin where you see uh, Batgirl get suited up and they go into like Bat Camel Toe and it was just like horrible. It was just horrible. Bat Toe. Bat Toe. It was Bat Toe. When you get Bat Toe, that shit's terrible. I'm terrible. The thing he has to remove on his utility belt. Oh, it's Bat Toe. There's a Bat Toe button on the utility belt. It's, like, it's it. down with Tough Actin to Actin. Tough. Yeah, I remember that. Tough Actin to Actin. <laughs> Yeah. It is gonna, you know, that's probably why it's running around. Oh, about to get a bit. Oh, I see. I saw a huge, very weird weather here. It's windy. That's crazy. Um, so let's let's go into the because talking bad about Batman. That's what it is. God doesn't like when you speak poorly of Batman. I like that movie. What's wrong with you? Yeah, he's like that's my favorite film. That's why it was successful. God really liked that movie. So he shined <laughs> on it, and that's why it made money. Own it um, today on VHS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick's favorite saying now is own it today on VHS. Own it today on VHS, yes. Yes. And my nephew Morty's favorite saying is when he talks to me on FaceTime is, like. he goes, like and subscribe. But we're on FaceTime, so I don't know what I'm like. <laughs> my family is very weird. Like and subscribe. I think it affected us. So um, Schumacher gets blamed for this bad Batman. And he should. Boy fest. Fuck him. All it was was to sell toys. That was the. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So um, back when the studio was deciding to go um, do an after return movie with Forever, um, Joel Schumacher was all hyped about it. You know, we got Tim Burton out. Joel, Joel Schumacher comes in. Why can't he have an easier name to say? I don't know. Joel Schumacher comes in and Schumacher's hyped. And he sits down and he goes, listen, he says, I have a pitch. And he goes, I think that we should continue with the dark Batman saga. I, I like the way this is going. We can do it and not make it so. So dark. Yeah. Right gross characters like penguin and so he's like we can do this he says i want to take something from bat lore he told them that he wanted to tackle the like very gritty frank miller's batman year one which was a huge comic book but very very dark it's an amazing graphic novel you can still get it i actually have it and i love it um but it is very gritty warner brothers says we are not interested in doing a prequel because it would have been a prequel it would have been before the Joker. And they, prequels weren't really done back then. Yeah, and they really didn't. Yeah, that's more of a newer thing. They really yeah. don't do. And in fact, Disney was the one that started getting into the prequels. And like, um, they did Lion King one and a half, which yeah. you saw another point of the story, which was people don't credit that, but that's epic because nobody did that. Right. 
And that's a Disney thing. And I'm big on Disney, everybody knows, but that really was nobody did anything like that. Really? Oh, yeah, I only moved here and I've got a whole drawer full of mouse ears. I'm big on, I'm big on Clifton Heights. Yeah, I could tell, dude. <laughs> I'm, not I'm big on Havertown. Like, I'm, I'm just, not, I'm not, yeah, I'm big on Havertown. I'm disappointed. I thought Havertown was your role, dog. Like, I thought that role. Yeah, H Town, brother. No, I'm not an H Town. Dean is South Philly mean. And she is. I'm South H Town Danny J. <laughs> you know what Nick's big on? Being on the podcast, but not being on the podcast, Sam. Yeah, he's like. He's like Drax. He moves so slowly that he becomes invisible. Yeah, you eventually won't even know Nick is sitting there. He comes out with a funny line and everybody laughs really hard and then he goes back to the tablet. That's like, wow, your couch is so funny. Yeah, that's a different looking couch. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he pitches this year one. Warner Brothers goes, we're not interested in a prequel. Right. We want to move forward in a more family franchise. We want to sell toys direction. And I mean, if you look at Schumacher's other films, he did Lost Boys and The Client. The Client was where he started working with Tommy Lee Jones, who he says he will never work with again after Batman. Um, but that was um, that was what he wanted to go for. He wanted a grittier, more grizzled version of Batman Forever. And sadly, didn't happen. And nobody has ever made Batman Year One. Nobody. Nobody has, no. And you know what? I mean, granted, Aspects of it are like kind of like in Batman Begins. Yeah, kind of. Um, Batman. Uh, but um, I think at this point, I don't know if I want Batman Year One. I think if I'm going to go with a new Batman saga or arc or franchise, I either want, preferably, I would want Batman Beyond. You know, which. Which, I see that would be a di completely different direction than what we've completely seen. Completely different direction, and you can go places, and there is source material you can go by, but because it's the future, do whatever the fuck you want with this. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and and really go with it, or go with um, the Dark Knight saga, and now give me an older Batman who's trying to get out. Yeah, that's, I would rather see that. Than and it's like one last hurrah. Maybe give me that first and then give me, and then, and then give me Batman Beyond. Because you figure Batman Beyond takes place when Bruce is about in his 90s. I think late yeah. 80s, early 90s. So that, the Dark Knight would be his last hurrah and that would lead you into Batman Beyond. So that's the way I would go with it. Um, I think there's plenty of source material and a lot of people do not like to stray away from the norm. Uh, the, everybody knows I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I got my Spider-Man hoodie on right now. Um, well, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Unlimited. Right? It was Deadpool you were wearing. I'm oh, no, 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 Ready? There you go. There you go. I'm not serious. I knew it was Spider-Man Spider Unlimited, which had potential but was not was the worst of any spider-man animated uh, series um was supposed to be originally uh spider-man 2099 and because miguel o'hara not being peter parker wasn't a household name they said no 
Let's right. take aspects from 2099 and put it on Peter Parker because everybody knows Peter Parker. Um, which is why I think Miles Morales, why Miles Morales is actually getting airplay, it's cracking me up because I'm like, they're so afraid to get away from Peter. But the Spider Man right now is Miles Morales, it's not even Peter anymore. So that's that's like a thing that you know, you have to kind of like, I think, take that take that leap and go with it. And I think a Batman Beyond movie would be phenomenal, um, especially given today's um, technology as yeah. far as special effects and stuff like that. You could not have pulled that movie off in the 80s. And and to Schumacher's credit, he tried to make a more futuristic look, but he did it in neon. And it just, it didn't, it didn't work out. So um, that is Batman Forever. Next week, we are going to cover the final Batman um, film in this uh, force. Is, right, which is Bat Batman and Robin. Uh, so much goes on with this. More casting changes. Yeah, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse, um, and it, it's the nail in the coffin of something great that turned into something horrible. Is really what it came down to. Yeah, they um, really, uh, they really. I mean, we're going to talk and get into it next week, but wow. And you know what? The sad thing is, is that like this could have been a good movie, but yeah, George Clooney is not your Batman. No, he's a Bruce Wayne. He's a great Bruce Wayne, but man. We'll get into that. I don't want to get too much into it, but once again, it gets into that duality of the character. You have, you're casting for two people. You're not casting for one. And that was the thing I was going to say, and we could get into it more next week, but what if you cast somebody different as Batman and, and different as Bruce Wayne, as they did in Incredible Hulk with Bruce Banner and, you know, the Incredible Hulk were two different people. What if you did something like that? No, you do. You go on YouTube and you go to like the, one of my favorite ones. And I've, for years I've followed them is bat in the sun. If you ever watch bat in the sun on YouTube, uh, they create their, their highly financed fan films is what they are. Yeah. Uh, so there's quality behind it. Bat in, bat in the sun, look it up, subscribe to it. You're going to love it. They do a lot of like battles between characters, but they have a lot of stuff there. They love Batman and the guy that they use to play Batman in their movies, he's almost like Kevin Conroy. He's Batman. Wow. Watch this guy. You'll love him. It's fan it's phenomenal. Uh, Kevin Sturgis sent me him versus the Joker a yeah. while ago. Me and me and Foxy, um, he sent it to us. Because we're all geeks, too. Foxy yeah. and Damien are all comic book nerds. So. Yeah. And, and so is Devin. So he sent that over to us. So that's where I got introduced to it. So it definitely worth a check out. Dan, do you have a um, a gem for me? <laughs> I do. Give it to me. I do. My gem this week goes back to 2008. It only ran one, and this is why it's a gem. It's, it's relatively new, uh, but it's about 10 years old. But... Um, it only ran once. It never really ran into syndication. It didn't make the syndication rules of five seasons, so you don't really see it anywhere. But probably, arguably, probably the best series of a character. And I'm going to go with The Spectacular Spider-Man. It ran two seasons. Um, it followed a Peter Parker who was in high school. Uh, this was roughly after... I want to say it was after Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. 
So it's roughly following the um, storylines from those movies um, that, that were produced by Sam Raimi. Um, it's a great rendition. The voicing was, the voice acting was great. The source material is really good. It gives you actually good origins of a lot of these characters, a lot of the villains. Um, and what you have in there is just great storytelling. There's comedy, but it's not over the top. I find that the Spider-Mans of now um, tend to overdo it with the comedy, and it makes it awfully silly. And I think the target audience is like eight-year-olds or something like that. I mean, I'm in my 40s. But um, this show gave you comedy. It gave you seriousness. And where for Spider-Man fans, Spider-Man, the animated series from the 90s, is your benchmark. It ran five seasons. Uh, or four seasons, it ran four seasons. Um, this one ran two, and I think it should have ran seven. It's a phenomenal cartoon. Stream it, and here's the cool thing. Because it didn't rerun, and because it wasn't picked up, because that was originally with Fox. Right. Uh, Fox, it wasn't on Disney XD. Disney XD wasn't out when that when that came out. Um, so it never was reran again. So I'm watching it over again. I've been watching the last couple of days, and... It, aside from a few episodes here and there, I'm watching it almost like it's the first time again because I don't remember this episode. I don't remember that episode. And it, it was just, and Fox had a really bad scenario with preempting shows oh. all the time. They did it with Sp Ultimate Spider Man. They did it with, or Spider Man Unlimited. They with Pokemon. It was Pokemon at the fucking ass at that time. They, did that. they put a muscle cartoon out. Remember the wrestlers, the muscle wrestlers? Yes. They played the Muscle Wrestler cartoon, but there was always like when we didn't have an episode of Pokemon. And I'm like, I don't want to see more Pokemon. No, and it was Pokemon. What it was, it was Pokemon was on one channel and then Fox did Digimon. Yeah, Digimon. Remember Digimon? In comparison. And that was another reason why Spider-Man Unlimited didn't do well because it kept on being preempted by Digimon marathons. You know, I mean, followed by... Uh, Power Ranger marathons. It was just like really, really bad. I don't know what they were doing, but they gave up on all their serious cartoons and everything became silly. And it was a sad thing. Um, but the um, spectacular Spider-Man, the casting was great. Um, it has Gwen Stacy in it. It has Mary Jane in it. Uh, it has all the classic characters. You see a lot of their origins, which is kind of cool, at least written for the show. Some of it's embellished a little bit. Um, but it had the right balance of comedy and seriousness, and it made it just a phenomenal thing to watch. And like I said, I'm watching it over again. Literally, this is like the second time in 10 years, and I'm watching. I watched it its first run, and I'm watching it now again, and it's like, I forgot how good the show was. Are you watching it on like Kiss Cartoon or something? Kiss Cartoon dot, uh, well now I don't know what it is now, Kiss Cartoon dot something. Yeah. Uh, it used to be dot me, but now it's something else. Uh, I'm watching on Terrarium right now. Um, okay. Yeah, so like I'm, I'm getting through it really, really quick because there's no commercials or whatever. Um, but go to Kiss Cartoon, look up Kiss Cartoon. You can watch it on air, there are no commercials. Uh, or Terrarium if you have the app. You're, yeah, you're, you're going to get through two seasons and be like, holy shit, I want another one. And unfortunately, it's not going to happen. So Dan's uh, going to leave you hanging. It does. <laughs> it leaves you hanging and you're just like, oh, I want more of this. 
and you're not going to get it. And, and me personally, as a Spider-Man fan, and if you watched our non-live shows, you see that we have an opening where you see pictures of me as a little kid with Spider-Man. I've always loved Spider-Man. I have him tattooed like all over my body. Yeah, the beginning, of, the beginning of this show, our ad for the show is you and the little kid with Spider-Man, and then yeah. it is an adult wearing a Spider-Man hoodie. Wearing this, right? Yeah. And I'm just so into Spider-Man. And I got to say, for me personally, this show is better than Spider-Man the Animated Series from the 90s. Wow. It I really is. It really is. And I think it should have went five seasons easily. Nick has a comment for you. You said it leaves you on like a cliffhanger. You're like, oh, I want more of this, right? Yes. There is this show on Cartoon Network. It was a reboot of uh, older shows. They made a reboot of uh, Thundercats. Uh, you're talking about Thundercats Roar? Something like that, yeah. That's the new one. It hasn't come out yet, has it? I don't think it has. No, there was, uh, it was, there was one on Cartoon Network a few years ago. Oh, oh, no, no, no. You're talking, about the oh you're, to well, you're talking about the reboot from 2012 or 11, something like that. Was that was great. Yeah, but like they stopped doing it because no one was watching it, and people. And then afterwards, people were like, "But well, I want to see more of you know what happens." And you went well. You know, you know what actually would happen was there were two things. As far as the watching it was concerned, they changed the time slot multiple times. Yeah, and even added it to Toonami at one point. They did the same thing with the Fantastic Four: World's Finest, uh, which was another great cartoon that nobody got to see because they put it on there. They even have there's a Batman animated I, I forget i think it's the batman no not the batman i know what you're talking about you know what i'm talking about it's kind of like a cgi yeah batman. it lasted one season that was on at three o'clock in the morning who the fuck is watching it at three o'clock in the morning i'm not well, you are you're the only one i never and you don't have the box so you can't fucking count towards anything really? but, uh, so, that cats was in the same it was in the same um avenue as the reboot of he-man yeah because he-man's reboot in 2002 was unbelievable they gave you backstories they gave you a more serious plot line uh the animation was better and once again it went two seasons and it was done and but the big thing about thundercats you, like i said they changed the time slot often it was on friday nights anyway nobody was fucking watching anything on friday nights but uh, the other thing was it was not selling toys because you don't go anywhere. Yeah, Cartoon Network will do a show, but the only reason they'll do it is if they can sell merchandise. They want to sell merchandise, and they were not selling merchandise. The merchandise was actually kind of cool. You can find all the actual uh, figures yeah. and some stuff from that particular Thundercat show. They were really, really cool, uh, especially if you like figures that like are really high in detail, um, more so than the original toy line from years ago. Uh, but... Um, Great show, but getting back to my gem, Spider Spectacular Spider-Man, the animation was great. It had a really cool opening spider theme. For spectacular Spider-Man? Spider theme. It was Spectacular, Spectacular Spider-Man. It was just awesome. You just wanted to dance around and shit like that uh, to it. And I, I play it like, you know, how you, sometimes you could skip through the intro when you're watching, when you're streaming through. I just play it the whole time. I'm like, oh, I, I rewind it sometimes. I just play it again because it's just so catchy. It's such a catchy show. Spectacular Spider-Man. Stream it. Find it. Go and kiss cartoon. That's probably the best way for anybody to get it and uh, watch it and enjoy it. Thank you, Dan, for your. Thank you. Can you spider famous? Yes. 
Fighter theme. Um, my gem is because my son, Nick G, is here. So my gem of the week is ALF, the animated series. <laughs> yes. Because my son had to watch the entire seasons of ALF before we moved. And, and then he goes. over, I said. Yeah. He said, um, he was like, it didn't end. I don't know what happens. It left me on a cliffhanger. Well, we informed him that there was a movie and he had to watch the movie. And when he watched the movie, what did you say? Wow, it sucks. Wow, this sucks. <laughs> so. Yeah. This is a prequel <laughs> to the actual TV show. It's mm -hmm. Alpha and Melmac with his friends. It looks like Melmac is set in the 50s or 60s. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It's like a throwback. Like Alpha's like, he's a member of a lodge called like the Mayonnaise Lodge. And like they, like it's supposed <laughs> to be like the water buffaloes for the Flintstones. It takes from little pieces of classic cartoons. Um, they call him Gordo because Alpha's real name is Gordon Shumway. Is Gordon Shumway, yes meet his friends Skip and Rick and Rhonda it was his love interest and they go on little humorous adventures and like to prove their manhood they they're sons of the members of this man-age lodge to prove like, their manhood. antlers and like it's definitely like a take on on other things but um it it goes all the way up until like you know Alf crashes into the uh right. into now the for all the fans out there this is very very obvious but do do we know where the where the name Alf came from, or it's, what it stands for? It's an, no, it's, like, it's an acronym, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. It's like it's like so playing your face. I know you had a stroke, but like yeah, I had a stroke. It's alien life, alien life form, right? Form. Yes. Right. That simple. I love how everybody when they ask me a question goes, "I know you had the stroke." I know you had a stroke. <laughs> And you can't think real well. That people don't realize easy questions for me. People ask me what I want to order at restaurants, and I have to look at Vito because I can't. <laughs> I'm like, what do I eat? Like, I can't even remember. I call my mom, and I say, do I eat this? And my mom's like, yeah, you like it. Order it. That's how bad. <laughs> yeah, you like it. That's, it. That's, That's why I'm the parent. This is asparagus. <laughs> I, don't I don't like it at all. They told me I did and I didn't, and I was really mad because I'm like, this stuff's lie. The worst thing you could do to anybody who has any kind of ailment is lie to them. Oh, no. they do it all the time, man. Oh, it's horrible. That's oh, horrible. Yeah, you love this. You're practically wanted it for Christmas. No, yeah. <laughs> you are this broccoli every year. <laughs> broccoli for Christmas? What the fuck? Broccoli. Dan doesn't eat green things, but I like broccoli. Green peppers. That's all I eat. Green peppers. Mashed potatoes. Yeah, Nick doesn't eat mustard or mashed potatoes. You can't get him to not eat. Well, you don't eat mashed potatoes. It's like water. I love mashed potatoes. I mashed potatoes. I'll, I'll dive in it like a ball pit. I love mashed potatoes. My way out. Mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's like totally just I crazy. Say what's compared to do with Eli. You can say it. No, I can't. <laughs> okay, then don't say it. All right, guys. This has been Lost in Saturday Morning. Back. <laughs> we're back every week again, so make sure you tune in for us. Don't forget on Tuesday nights, Foxy and I will be spilling some tea for you guys, so tune in for that. I think there's a couple veto specials on the way, too. Okay. Um, so uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us in the chat. Thank you, Nick G, for returning to the big veto. Yeah, Nick G, thanks for being on here, and thank you to everybody in the chat. I'm not looking at the chat, so I'm not ignoring everybody. Hi to everyone who's joining in. Please share the show. We love this show. 
And we are getting a lot of great reviews from people who are watching this. Yes, we are. really cool. People like this kind of geek talk. We're getting into a lot of stuff. Please hit us up with more stuff that you would like us to talk about. Uh, Noelle and I are always looking for different things to get into. Um, for myself, make sure you go to djbproductions.com. Uh, that's where you can actually, if you're in the Delaware County area, you can uh, book me for any private or public event, DJ-wise. You can also check out the shows on there as well. Also, for myself, go to thatwaycoolwrestlingshow.com. That's a great wrestling show where we talk about all aspects of wrestling. We're not talking about results. We're talking about everything from the greatest tag teams to the worst gimmicks and everything in between. So we're talking about that kind of stuff right now. I got season three ending in just a couple weeks, next week actually. And then we're going to take a month off and then season four starts in the fall. That's for That Way Cool Wrestling Show. Also, DJs After Dark. Because I'm a DJ, we do a DJ show. It's kind of like That Way Cool Wrestling Show, but about DJ stuff. It's not just about DJ stuff. It's the world according to DJs. We are nightlife. We are the nightlife kings. So what we do is we talk about all kinds of funny stuff uh, that pertains to DJs and what we see and stuff like that. So that's DJs After Dark. All of which can be found on Facebook. So That Way Cool Wrestling Show on Facebook. DJs After Dark on Facebook. Nick G has given his mom the Pit City Express, is what I can see here. Uh, and, and then, of course, Lost in Saturday Mornings. There's a Facebook page for Lost in Saturday Mornings. Uh, you can check us out on there. We're gonna we post. I post a lot of like cool cartoon stuff on there, and a lot of like geek stuff. Uh, but if you want us to talk about anything, go on there, check it out. Post on there. Say, hey guys, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? Noelle and I will we'll do the research and we'll get a show together for you with that. Um, and then we'll go from there. So uh, other than that, it's Saturday morning. I'm in my pajamas and I am so happy to be with my buddy, Noelle. And I, I am. Look at your face. You make me smile. Oh, Nick is insulted. Ollie. Oh, yeah, Nick. Yeah, I, I like you too. And then... Um, <laughs> I did Arnold too. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Nick, not the tuba. <laughs> Nick, do you have anything that you would like to plug for the show? <laughs> you plug new beard? You got a new beard, honey? Oh, cute. It's coming in. How lovely. I'm growing my chops back, you see? He's got a ginger beard and... Um, my your, pirate name. Your text... Your pirate name ginger beard? Yo, that's great. His pirate name is Gingerbeard. That's, that's, that's amazing, Gingerbeard. Nick is going to kill people, though. You gotta kill people. That's that's what we're gonna do. Oh, don't mess with Gingerbeard. He'll actually do it. Nick is making Let's his return. Let's start with one. <laughs> return to certified Nick G. Now that he's done school, well, he'll be starting oh. again. But um, he's gonna be doing some things with plotting and planning. I think he's gonna do one with uh, with Uncle Devin, right? Devin Sturgis and Nick are gonna be doing a Nick G episode coming up. So stay tuned for that. You can get me at Reality Capital T Spiller on Twitter and on Instagram, the capital T because I spell a lot of it. Also at harlowink.com, bigvito.com is updated every 24 hours. You can go check the shows on there. Also, you can check us out at shop.com. Breadshirt.com slash the big veto brand where you can buy t-shirts, buy merch. Buy yeah. merch. We have stuff on there too on Spreadshirts. You can look up DJB Productions and you will find South Philly Mean shirts. You'll find Danny J shirts. 
That way, Cool Wrestling show shirts and also DJs after dark shows. So if you're looking for merch, Dan and I got you covered. So we will see you guys um, next time. Thank you for joining us in Austin Saturday morning. And have a fantastic Saturday. Enjoy your weekend. Love you guys. Say bye, Nick. Thug Lives has been brought to you by the Big Vito Brand. Big Vito Brand recorded live at LaGrasso Grotto. Check us out at BigVito.com or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash The Big Vito Brand.